Everybody bow your heads, please. Lord, I want to thank you for this great day and this amazing place where we can come and meet and fellowship together. I want everyone's ears here to be open so that when Dan preaches his message, we can all take something home with us. In your son's name we pray, amen. Riley, if, if I like didn't want to bow my head, I would still do it because I'd feel like I'd be so rude if I didn't because you say it so nicely. That please is just so, like, okay, I'm just bowing my head. That was a good catch, wasn't it? So, how are y'all doing? Good? We're in the book of Acts partially tonight. We're going to be in a couple more, uh, as a matter of fact. Uh, who, who wrote the book of Acts? Luke was a... Do, doctor by trade, so he's and 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 what, it's important for us to, to know that because he's just very specific, very edu, educated in what he wrote. He was very precise in the way that he wrote and what he wrote. So uh, it 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 helps helps us to understand the uh, text. He also wrote the book of Luke. Wrote the book of Luke. For tonight, we're going to look at a link between the books of of Luke, the book of John, and the book of Acts. So who wrote the book of Luke and Acts? Who wrote the book of John? Man, y'all got this down. Okay. Now, whenever you're in the book of John, John talks about himself being in the story, but he, he will never write his own name. He writes the dis disciple whom G Jesus loved. That's how he refers to himself when he writes about because he was just so moved by that. So when you're ever in the book of John, and it says he was there with the disciple whom Jesus loved, he's just referring to himself. He's just, man, that's just how he, he likes to call himself. It, it, it's a neat way um, to say it. Now, we're going to do tonight something different. Uh, we're not going to go through one sort of text and sort of talk about what that says. We're, we're going to do, do a character study on Pete, Pete, Peter, okay? Peter was one of the 12 disciples. Yeah, y'all can say that. He was. He was one of the 12 dis disciples. That's a... Now, when I think of Peter in the Bible, I go back and I think of a youth I've had in my youth group here in the past. And this youth, I wrote some things about him today. Uh, him, I just referred, so you know, it, it's, it's a guy. Uh, this, this kid, and as he's grown up, he's now out of the youth group, he was always loud. Always just, just want to backhand loud type. You know what I'm saying? Just, just really, can you bring it down? Not one notch, but four. What I envision Nick being as, as, as a youth. Dude, I love you. You're like, like Pete, Peter in the, in the Bible. Um, uh, this guy wasn't just loud. He was boastful. Just He was always right. He was sort of in your face about it. Even when you were adult and you knew what the right thing was, if that didn't agree with him, if he thought he, he was right, he would fight you tooth and nail. Um, even if it was something dumb like, the weight of water in a four-barrel jug of whatever. And he would just want to fight over that stuff. Um, but let me tell you something else about this guy who had these traits. 
I talk a lot to students, a lot uh, to, to students that are within our, our youth group, but I also meet with, with kids from the high school uh, that just want to know some things about God that may not come to our church much, that may have been here once or twice, they just want to meet up and talk. So one, one day, about a year ago, I met with this guy, we're meeting at Chick-fil-A, uh, and so he just sort, sort of believes in God, just not sh- sort of believes in it, just doesn't feel it, and we're sort of trying to talk, talk through that. He's sort of been through a rough path in life and been in a, a lot of things. And he says, you know, I just don't want to come to the church or, or youth group because it's just um, hypocrites are all over the place there. And so, we're, you know, and I was like, yeah, well, we all are. You know, we all struggle. We all try and get this right. No one gets this all right. Uh, but then he said, he said, you know, he said, is, is this kid, is this kid in your group? And he named off the kid I'm talking about here in the start. And fearfully, I go, yeah. And he said, dude, that kid, he lives out what, what he believes. He, he, he lives it out. And uh, I was like, Whew. but he said, he's the only kid I know at school. I don't know all the kids at school, but of the kids that I know, he's the only one that says he goes to church and believes in Jesus that doesn't fall or crash like all the rest of them do. The same kid that's loud and boastful and has gotten on my nerves day and night. And when I thought about this is Peter, this is what Peter was like. He's that loud guy, that loud kid, that boastful guy, always sort of got to be right to an extent, but he's got conviction that that he's going to be right. What he believes, he's going to live it out. You, and you know, this guy's led led y'all in some teams and in youth groups. Have do y'all know the guy? Who? Keith. Keith. It's Keith. It's loud, dumb old Keith, man. <laughs> what I'm talking about, dude. I love him, man. When I heard that, I wanted to just like, I wanted to smack this one kid in the head because he was being dumb. But but I wanted to just hug Keith, dude. Man, so proud. And as we look at this text, Peter. He's a, he's a lot like Keith. And we're going to see a part in this text um, in the book of Luke's where we're going to start off. Uh, and it's, it's, it's a pretty, what I would say, not just a low time in his life. It's probably the lowest. Okay, And what I like about the Word of God, it talks about these great men of God, but we see them in their highs and we see them in their lows. And this is probably just about as low as you can get. So we're going to start in the book of Luke chapter 22. So turn there, please, if you've got your Bibles with you. And I'm going to give you a little bit of it, and then we're going to read through some of the text. So Peter and the other disciples have just had the Lord's Supper together, the last supper before Jesus is arrested, and then he's crucified and killed. This is the last meal he's had, and he's talked to them. Once the meal's done, the disciples get in a fight on, on who's the greatest. Oh, good job, guys. You know, great disciples. You know, good way to key in on someone other than yourself, a picture of what we do. And then... They go to the garden to pray. Judas betrays Jesus. The disciples rise up. One of them cuts the ear off one of the guards that is coming to arrest Jesus. Jesus heals. heals. Hey, he says, hey, fellas, stop. 
heals the guy's ear, puts the ear back on. The ear's good now. And that's where we're at. So that's where we're going to jump into the text in Luke 22. And understand, this is the low point of Peter. And this has everything to do with us. Everything to do with us. So Luke chapter 22, beginning in verse 54, says, Then they seized him, him being Jesus, and led him away, bringing him into the high priest's house. And Peter was following at a distance. And when they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and, and sat down together, Peter sat among them. Then a servant girl, seeing him as he sat in the light, looked closely at him and said, This man also was with him. But he denied it, saying, Woman, I don't know him. And a little later, someone else saw him and said, You also are one of them. But Peter said, Man, I am not. And it says, And after an in- interval of about an, 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 an hour still, another insisted, saying, Certainly this man was also with him, for he too is a Gal- 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 Galilean. But Peter said, Man, I do not know what you are talking about. And immediately, while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. First point for tonight is this. And, and this is going to be a little confusing because don't forget, we're looking at Peter's low point, And I'm going to explain why it crowed. Some of you have heard this story. Where we're going to be at tonight, you've heard these stories. If you've been at church for any amount of time, you've probably heard these stories. But I think these stories are very much connected and we miss them. So the first point is that it is Peter's denial or, or Peter denies. Dude, I'm having a hard time speaking tonight. Y'all just sort of just relax a little bit, all right? Y'all good? You're like, yeah, we're good. Peter denies. What does he deny? He de- denies everything that he's done for the past, you're right, for the past th- three years. Everything he's lived and learned and heard and been taught and seen, he denies it all. You go, well, and, and so then we see that in, in verse 31, if you go back, Jesus has a talk with him and says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you, that he might sift you like wheat, that, that, that he might rule over you, that he might just tear you up. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And when you've turned again, strengthen your brothers. And Peter said to him, Lord, I'm ready to go with you both to prison and to death. Do you believe that Peter meant that? I, I believe that he did. I believe with everything he had right then, right there, dude, he meant it. Man, I, I will go to jail for you. I will die for you. And G- Jesus says this, I tell you, Peter, the, the rooster will not crow this day until you deny three times that you know me. This is a foretold event of what is about to occur. So right after P- Peter says, man, I do not know him, the third time, the rooster crowed. Now look what occurs in the next verse, verse 61 of the main text we were just in. And the Lord turned and looked at Peter. We don't know. This is the only, the gospels all have this account in it. This is the only one where it sort of says this phrase here. And somehow it seems to imply that Jesus could see him. And Peter looked 
at Jesus at the same time. Now, some have said, man, I bet when, when Jesus looked at him, he was like, dude, you sorry dog. Really? Three, three years? Hello? That's what I would do because I'm a jerk and, uh, you know, I'm not God. Be glad that I'm not God. But that look I'm sure that he gave him was one of love because then we see right here, the Lord turned and looked at Peter, and Peter re- remembered the saying of the Lord, how he had said to him, before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. And it says he went out and wept bitterly. Now, so, sometimes we look at something even like this and go, dude, Peter, how could you buckle like that? Three years, you saw him do amazing things. You saw who he was. You, you were the first to say who, that he was the son of God. You, you, you were the one that would point that out. How could you buckle like that? And the truth is we all buckle like that. Uh, if we were honest with ourselves, every day we tend to, 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 to buck, 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 buckle where there's, there's things that we, we, we say, I'm going to live for you in this way, God, and then the time comes and, and it passes and we've not moved. We say, God, I submit to you. I turn from this sin that we find ourselves back in that again. We have a chance to speak up just to say the name of Jesus. Uh, whether it's pray out loud for food, where we go out to eat, start somewhere. And then we stay quiet. Uh, we sit there, just like he did, quietly hut, 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 huddled by the fire, hoping they won't see us. Uh, and that's how a lot of us live that life, live our life, sort of hiding. Yeah, I come to church, yeah, I believe, but when we go out, we're... We're just going to, I'm just going to stay, stay hidden. Um, you know, I, I understand it. And I think y'all all do too. The way that fear whispers in your ear. Hey, shh, that's going to cause some trouble. Shh, they're not going to like that. Shh, dude, they're going to tear you up if you say something. Shh, dude, you don't know this stuff well enough. Don't, don't start to talk about it. It's just going to cause a scene. That thing whispers in the inside of our, our our minds. It's just fear. The good news is for Pete, Peter, the story doesn't end here. This isn't the last we've heard of him. It's not like the story of the rich young ruler where this guy went away sad. We we never hear about what occurs with him. We actually see him more and more. We're going to jump to the book of John, but before we and, and really, Peter. Peter's denial is the first thing we look at, but Jesus redeems is the next thing, or rescues. And there's a video here, and a lot of times when I'm going to speak, I'll see a video from online someone has shared or put up or something. And this is one, when I think of the need to be rescued, I sort of think of, um, of this video clip. It's just a minute long, no words to it. There's a little some music in the background, I think, but take a look at it.
know, the, the clip that I showed was a little bit more than that. And when the guy goes to pull the dog off, the dog's feet are frozen to the, uh, to the block of thing. So he's, he's got to pull each foot and un, unwrench it from the, the uh, ice and, and snow. Uh, did that dog have a chance without the help of that guy? We can probably say not. He was either going to uh, freeze to death, drown, or uh, be eaten by a, the biggest animal in the world, a kill, killer whale. That's what I learned tonight. Thank you. Um, he was going to die. I mean, he, he, was, he had no hope in him. So when I think of, I saw that, and just I was thinking of, of rescue. What does G, G, Jesus do? Now turn to the book of John, chapter 21. A little Bible drill tonight. Now, the, this is after G, Jesus has been put to death on the cross. He's, he's died. He's come back. He's appeared to the uh, disciples in the upper room before this time. He's gone to Tom, Thomas, and, and he's put his hands, his, his hands in, into the holes in his hands and feet and sides. So all that's gone on. At this point, the disciples don't, still don't know what to do. And so they're sitting in the room, and one of them goes, hey, y'all want to go fishing? Because that's, that's, that that's the only thing they knew to do before G Jesus came along was to fish. That's what they did. So P Peter, Nathan Nathan Nathaniel, John, and Tom Tom Thomas, and a few more go to fish that night. And um, they go, and they catch no fish at all. Daybreak comes. They're about 100 yards from the shore. There's a man on the shore, and he, he, he asks them, um, he asks them if they've caught anything. And they say, no, we've not caught a thing. And so he says, let your, let your net out on the other side of the boat. And, and they do. They just, okay, sure, cra crazy man, we'll do this. They, they do it. The nets are so full, they can't pull the nets in. The disciple whom Jesus loved, that's what the text says, turns to, to, to Peter and says, it's the Lord. Talking about the man on shore. Peter strips off his outer gar 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 garment and jumps in and swims to shore because he wants to get there as quick as he can. The same P Peter, don't forget, this is the same guy who in Luke 21 denied Jesus not once, not twice, but th three times. And if you note in the text, it's not like back-to-back. -back. It's not like he's asked here. He's asked within a minute, and he's asked again. The text implies he was asked. There was about 15 minutes that passed. He's asked again. Then more than an, an hour has passed, and he's asked again. So he's had time to think about this. It's not just some rash thing. So he strips off his cloak. He jumps in. He swims there, and they, they cook the fish. There's, a, a, I think, 100 and 53 fish in the net. I think that's a ton of fish per se. They were fat fish, so it made a ton. So, verse 15, chapter, am I in the right, chapter 21, is that right? Yes. Okay, thank you. It says this, when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, feed my lambs. 
He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Then verse 18 says, truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you're old, you will stretch out your hands and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. This he said to show by what kind of death he was to glorify God. And after saying this, he said to him, follow me. Good news. Everybody in this room, good news. Jesus is in the redeeming business. How many times did Peter deny Jesus? How many times did Peter, did Jesus ask him, do you love me? I'm not so convinced there's not a reason for that. Now, I don't have a biblical basis for it, but I want you to know that, that we tend to live in this life where we go, man, you know what? God can't forgive me. You don't even know what I did. You, Pastor Dan, you don't even know and if you knew, there's no way you'd even let me come to your church. Uh, if you, 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 found, you found out, there's no way. I want you to know that Jesus is in the redeeming business. That's what he does. You, you, when you think, if you say, no, well, there's no hope for me. It's just, it's, my, my sin is too great. God is so much bigger than that. And you've got to give him credit for it. He's so much bigger. He's in the redeeming business. Now, we've seen... Peter's, that Peter denies. We've seen that Jesus redeems. But in the book of Acts, where we've been for the past 14 weeks, 18 weeks, we see a response from Peter through the book of Acts in chapters 3, 4, and 5 that I think match up beautifully with this text. In Acts chapter 4, so turn to, to, to the book of Acts, Don't forget that Peter and John had healed a man who was blind or lame. Lame. He had been lame since since birth, and he was about 40 years old. And they didn't like that a whole lot. And so they, those, you know, they preached the word. Those that, that are in charge, they put them here in, this, in the spot, and they just have this talk with them. And this is what they say. But in order that it may spread no further among the people, let us warn them, to speak no more to anyone in this name. What name did, did they speak in? Je Jesus. They used his name in the name of, of, of Jesus. So 18, so they called them and charged them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered them saying, whether it is right in the sight of God to, to listen to you rather, rather than to God, you must judge for we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. What does he say there? He says, you've got to do what's right for you. We've got to do what's right, what we know is right, and we are going to obey God and not you. Does this sound like the same Peter in Luke chapter 22? It's nothing like the same Peter at all. Nothing. This is Peter's response. Acts chapter 5, verse 28 and 29. Once again, when they had been brought before them, they set them before the council. And the high priest questioned them, saying, We strictly 
charged you not to teach in this name, and yet here you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching, and you intend to bring this man's blood upon us. They're going, hey, they, 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 they bring him back in. You know, they've, they've told him, they've sent him out, going, hey, don't do that again. They go out, they do it again, they come back in, and they go, hey, 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 we told you not to speak in his name. And look at P- Peter's response here is, we must obey God rather than man. Does this sound like the same Peter in the book of Luke? It is. In the book, in Acts chapter 5, a little bit more down, verse 40, once again, and when they had called in the apostles, they beat them and charged them not to speak, uh, them not to speak in the name of Jesus, and they let them go. Verse 41, then they left in the, the presence of the count, count Council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name. And every day in the temple from house to house, they did not cease teaching and preaching that the Christ is Jesus. In the book of Acts, chapter 4 and 5, here we see three responses of Peter. Now, look, his first response in the book of Luke was, Luke was, Woman, I don't know him. Woman, I don't know him. Now it's for we cannot speak but what we have seen and heard, and it's, it's going to be a, about God. His second response was when being accused of being a dis, disciple of Jesus was, man, I, I am not emphatic. When someone goes, man, dude, I am not that. Dude, that means, dude, get him, no way. Now his response in Acts, when they say, hey, don't speak in the name that you Denied in, in the book of Luke, he says, man, we must obey God rather than man. And the third response is the most beautiful one of all. When he's accused of being with Jesus, he said, man, I don't know what you're, ta- you're talking about. I, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. I mean, blatant lies. I mean, he's even adding stuff to it. Like, no, he doesn't just say no. He's just, he's just adding just junk words to it. And now it says this, his response to being forbidden to speak the name was action. It says that they did not cease teaching and preaching that Jesus was the Christ. That's awesome. We see in the book of Luke, Peter crashes. And I don't know if you're like me, but I feel like I crash all the time. We see in the book of John... Jesus redeems, and man, you, you don't, don't buy the lie that you can't be redeemed. God is so big. Forgiveness is so great. His grace is so ama- amazing. And how do we respond? How, how, because you go, man, if I could, if I could, sometimes we go, man, if I could just be that, you can be that. P- Peter went from, from the lowest of the low to an incredible power for God. And, and, and Peter believed it for the rest of his life. You know, it's, uh, historians tell us, and it's, it's not just in, in um, Christian worlds, but in, in a lot of different books of, of old, that Peter was uh, crucified, uh, was put to death. I, I don't know how long after this, but that he, he didn't want 
uh, to be uh, put to death like his Lord had, had been put to death. So he asked to be cru- 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 crucified upside down. And he was. And that's the way that he died. He died, why? Because, because he had been redeemed. You and I have been redeemed. Picture, put that, put that one, 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 one shot up there. I've got Catherine. That, that's you and me all day long. All day long, that is us without Jesus. Man. You go, well, what do I do? It's you coming to the point where you're going, God, I cannot do this on my own. It's you coming to an adult, coming to me, or a strong friend. And a lot of you may not have a strong friend. Can I, can I say that up here? And going, man, I just, need, I just need help to get this right. That you understand that you sin, your sin separates you f- from God. That God made a way. That your works can't do it. You can't earn it. You're not good enough. You will never be good enough. You can't buy it. You can't s- steal it. It's a, it's a free gift, but you've got to go, oh, that's what I need. You've got to accept it. How do you accept it? Well, you put, you, you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. What does that look like? You going, God, I can't do this, and I need you every day. And the Word of God says that nothing can separate you from the love of God. You understand that? In the, in the book of Romans chapter 8, nothing can separate you from the love of God. Even, even you can't separate yourself from the love of God. But you've got to put your faith in Him first. Man, do, do that. Walk with Him. You know, uh, I talked about Keith there in the start, and I talked about really some unfavorable things uh, about Keith. And the truth is we, we all have them. Now, I love Keith like he's one of my own. Uh, and uh, and uh, I'm more proud of him in so many ways for the man of God he's become, but he's made the choice to follow, to seek, and to live for God with all that he has. You've got this, we've all got the same choice. Let's pray together. Dear God, I thank you so much for the gift of your son. Lord, I just ask that you will um, just rule and reign here in this place, Lord, that we will trust you, that we will seek you, uh, and the Lord, help us to uh, accept your perfect gift. And Lord, help us to re- re- respond the way that Peter did in the book of Acts. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. We're done. Make sure you sign up for stuff in the back and uh, have a great week.